0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to, uh, I guess it's Monday, October the 3rd. I'm about ready to head out to Florida for a quick turnaround trip. Hope to see you there at any of my events. Super Don is here with me for uh, the first hour. And then we've got two additional hours of the Robert Scabell show. Bonus time. What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's a three-hour show, just like uh, a Gilligan Island.
1: Gilligan's Island.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we got a lot to do. We'll we'll talk about that more when we officially start the show, which is sort of almost officially started right now. Uh, How about the (laughs) hypocrisy of modern pharmacological ethics? Oh, dude, really? Really? I got to go there on a Monday? How many of y'all are planning to get a booster shot? Probably not many. Uh, there's more hit pieces on Dr. Oz and supplements. We've got a question of the day on IGF-1. Governor Newsom signs the censorship bill. And I've got a lot to say about who knows what. Stay tuned. This is the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty. Let's get this healing party started right about now, Don. Robert, Scott Bell, Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, big day, big week here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, another travel week. And, man, from where I was just a couple of days ago, feeling like proverbial dog squeeze to where I am, ready to take on the world again. I know it's a rapid recovery. And in the midst of uh, not feeling so well last week because of the trip the previous week, and I just kind of, I went overboard. Uh, I just, I, I, lo- I love the fact that, that even in the midst of not feeling well, that there is a pathway out of that, even in the midst of, Oh, woe is me. I'm not feeling good. And (laughs) these are the times where I remember what I used to be like a lot of the time going way back. We're going 30 plus years ago when, uh, gee, man, I just wasn't that healthy, even though I was in a young body. And so I suffered regularly from uh, these immune challenges that were really challenges of uh, detox pathway, uh, uh, you know, elimination pathways. And then my focal point on recovery was not only modulating the immune system by, of course, I did, uh, the bioactive silver hydrosol. I did the sovereign silver, the sovereign copper, the Argentin 23, took extra selenium, did other immunomodulating, uh, support mechanism. But the, the primary focus was, let me get the gunk out. Detox, 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 focus on liver, focus on kidneys, focus on limb, focus on elimination, hydration, elimination. And and that allowed me to recover, you know, from one day to the next, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling top of the world. And over the weekend, as I was recovering from one day, I think it was Saturday, I was like, really, ooh. And then yesterday, went out into the garden with my wife and went to the greenhouses, prepped the greenhouse beds for all the fall planting that we were going to do in time this year because last year was our first time trying it and we we didn't do, do so great with the greenhouses and my wife was like hey i know you don't feel well but can you ju- let's plan it let's plan it and i'm like plan it let's go out and do it like what what didn't expect that uh so recovery was rapid although as you are warned don't get cocky if you're coming off of something like you know cute challenge to the urine immune system. Don't suddenly go out and run the marathon. You're probably going to end up worse shape for that. So it wasn't overwhelming. It was just enough. Got in, then rested uh, for the rest of the time. And here, here we are getting ready for another trip out. Uh, We've got the events at Chamberlain's on the 4th and the 5th, Chamberlain's Lake Mary store north of Orlando and Chamberlain's East Orlando store on East Colonial on the 5th. So Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, I'll be doing public events, seven o'clock Eastern time. Plan to broadcast live from the Chamberlain stores uh on those days. And we'll see where that ends up. And um also, oh yeah, big change for the weekend because we were supposed to be in Orlando. I was supposed to be in Orlando for the uh Terry Stewart uh Terry and Stu Warner event, and they had to delay because of all the hurricane stuff to January now. So what does that mean? It means I'm going to be present at the Your Health Freedom Utah event. Remember, we had Kristen Chevrier on last week talking about the Dell Big Street's going to be there. A lot of awesome folks are going to be there, and it looks like I'll be able to be there. So for those of you who are planning to be at that event in, in Utah, Salt Lake area, I think Murray, something like that, uh, I plan to be there. So I'll, I'll get to see Kevin Tuttle and Scott Shera and a whole host of other awesome people. So that's a big change for this coming week. And this coming day, we've got live new uh, broadcast right now as well as a couple hours bonus after that super will will have to explain that to me i don't know but the show is three hours today i don't know how or why it happens but super don knows a three hour show a three
1: hour show. <laughs> some people want yes coming to you live from the ss minnow mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna be doing an encore uh the i thought it was a great show that we had not that you know all of the rest of our shows suck in this one. Like <laughs> yeah, one. exactly. It was good. But, uh, mm-hmm. when we had Amy Lepore on, she was the uh, vice chair of the, uh, libertarian party in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, David Nino Rodriguez. Oh yeah. On the show. He was good. Um, dude. he was good. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, that'll be right after this hour here. We'll do a two hour, two hour encore. Isn't that cool? Yeah. If You know, you guys have been asking for that third hour. Well, third here hour, you go. Yeah. Well, we go. Now you get to couple... see what it would be like. I'm
0: just trying to find on my, my phone as we're talking here. My daughter went out shooting with my son and, fr- and friends, and I think Laban went out with them. And uh, I'm getting these videos from my daughter shooting the 50 BMG. Oh, nice. I'm like, all right, not only did she, well, one, she shot from you know, the table, so it's on the, the bipod. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I could, I don't know if I'll find it in time, but good Lord, she's shooting it. It's like, boom. And she's, like, she pushed back, like, oh, my gosh, this is powerful. And then she had the audacity because uh, probably my brother, I say my her brother, my son dared her to do so. All right, mm-hmm. now shoot it standing up holding it. and Damn. And it took one of my, uh, my son's friends to actually hold the barrel of it up while she was holding it to do it. Oh, and really? <laughs> I, I mean, if we don't get to show that today, I sometimes it's it's pretty amazing we'll do it. yeah, we'll I, i'm do just it. so proud of my daughter she's just not afraid of anything uh just incredible so anyway just fun stuff that happened over the weekend while i was busy recovering from my ailment so so you look at me super d today you think is this the same guy last week he was, he
1: was oh, just, dude you were back man. yesterday when i talked to you yesterday i yeah. was just like whoa hey i remember this guy yeah uh,
0: but we couldn't i couldn't I couldn't recover on Saturday to record for Sunday. So we had an encore yesterday. Yeah, I just got to give myself right. some leeway when that happens. Hey,
1: man, so. we do what we
0: got to do. Yeah. You know, I know we're already halfway into the show. No, I know. I don't know how far we're in, but uh, there's a we're lot of ten minutes into the show. Ten minutes in. OK, yeah. I, I, I'm losing track of time already. Got to hit, hit the airwaves today and the flight and everything. I, I was just. Um, and, and there's a very important story, important story that you open the show with as far as in the notes. For those of you who are not getting the RSB show newsletter, just text RSB to 22828, and you will be plugged in. And it's amazing. Superdon finds the really profound stories to share with you, news items, upcoming events, things like that, special deals for you. RSB, text RSB to 22828. Um, today, we're going to talk about the hypocrisy of... Uh, Pharmacological interventions or ethics that lead to these interventions. And, and this is really going tag, to tag the pharmacist in a moment. But I want th- this is just something that's coming through me over the weekend. I just had time to, to think about some things and, and digest even more from that previous weekend when I was at the U.S. Health Freedom Congress, because there was so much ex- that was fascinating to me about the journey when we all came together at that Congress. And you know, many people are on a similar or same page when it comes to the freedom issue. But then we also bring our own biases, our our experiences, our traumas, our wounds, everything to to life as well. And that may lead us to to look at the world even through political eyes differently. You know, transitions from liberal to conservative or vice versa, Democrat Republican, all of the Hegelian dialectic dividers, how they they do play a role when we come together because oh man, we've just got a life experience that's unique. I do, you do, all of us do, each of us do. And yet, in the midst of those differences, I take great joy in finding those common areas, those areas where we come together and we kind of, those differences could dissipate. Maybe not fully disappear because the experiences we have growing up are very real and unique and different. Whether you're a man or a woman, or whether you believe there are a million genders, uh, whether you have darker pigment or or lighter pigment, whether you have this religious belief or that religious belief, you know any number of, of uh, perspectives. Whether you are a germ theory aficionado or the law of the terrain guy or Dow. look at how many things we could go. Well, I, I believe differently than you. <clears throat> now, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Should that be the thing that keeps us apart and divides us, or can we come together in and? You know, find the proverbial common ground that some people think, well, no, common ground's wrong, especially if uh, I have a principled stance on something. And then the presumption or assumption is that in order to find common ground, you have to give up or abandon your principles. Now, this gets into uh, maybe some high order discussion that I won't be able to get to, and I'm going to attempt to anyway that i think that finding common ground does not require you to abandon your principles now the question is what are those principles i mean if those principles are killing people that disagree with you uh, all right there's no starting point at that, that point all right we got to we got to give uh, give that up a little bit all right so i'm talking about principles that you live by that you find are uh, uplifting and inspiring to you personally, and maybe to others when they find, oh, that's your principle, right? And I would say, what is that principle? How about love? How about a loving pr- a principle that you will find th- something, even in people you disagree with or, or or do horrible things, that somewhere, somehow there's something there that you could focus on that would be the uplifting part of their existence, even though it's hard to find. Have I been guilty of not doing that with Anthony Fauci? Sure. I admit it. (laughs) I'm just asking for something that's very unreasonable right now. Is that we attempt to look at one another through the eyes of God. Oh, I know. That's just like, uh, that's just right out, Robert. You can't do that. I'm like, oh, I'm asking for a moment. Even it's kind of like when I do my Friday fast, my physical fast. And and it it's it's like all right, setting my, myself up to say, hey, how can I spiritualize my consciousness going through the day so that I'm not condemning and, and judging you know people for all the wrong things that they do. Of course, I got plenty of those things too. Just see the highest in someone, see the highest in one another. And I bet you guys and gals are challenged even in your personal relationships. I mean, good Lord, I know we all are in marriage, for instance. Or in the courting rituals to become, you know, this is the one I want to spend my life with. If that's if you have that perception and belief about a life that you want to spend together with someone, a significant other. Are you ever challenged to see the highest in them in the midst of when they see only but the lowest in themselves? I Just pause on that. Think about that. And I'm just trying to relate how we might find in someone we love whether it be a family member, a friend, a spouse, that when they're down on themselves, that you find a way to see the brightest, the most loving, the highest attributes when they can't or won't see it in themselves. And that's kind of, sometimes that, that can be hard because even in that reflection, the person that you're seeing that in that doesn't want to see it in that moment could get mad at you for seeing them in that light. But no, no, I'm dumb, I need to see the bad stuff. I want you to see it because I feel it. It's like, wow what a challenge that is huh huh boys and girls to see the highest in one another when even that person that soul is not seeing the highest in themselves or maybe especially when they don't and and you know of course the further you take it out into the uh general population the more impersonal it becomes Uh, granted, I understand that it's like, how do you give the kind of love you're trying to give to your spouse or your friend or your family to everyone? Right. Then there, then there becomes a a higher uh, perspective on love in terms of detached love, a love that's not like stuck together with super glue or stitches. It's like an unconditional love. This is what I'm talking about in terms of God's love for you or me and I've said this many times over the years that I've, I've come to the conclusion that God loves me enough to allow me to go through the experiences that are sometimes darn right miserable. Downright, darn right, darn right miserable. I'm like, has God abandoned me? Or is it that there's so much love that I would be allowed to go through experiences that a parent would not want their child to go through except that as they recognize that their experiences their kids need to go through to grow up, to become what we might call responsible adults. Now, how we define that might be different in terms of participation in the world around us or in the country we're in as citizens or whatever, but how about the recognition that we are granted rights, not by government, but by God, which come with responsibilities, two sides of the same coin, that many of us through our lives run from. At all costs. It's like, oh, don't make me responsible. I like to have my rights, but don't make me responsible for, in other words, the things I do with the perception that I have an autonomous soul of, you know, spark of creation that has the powers of co-creation through imagination, creativity, et cetera. But also then would one who would take responsibility for that which he or she brings into reality somehow, co-creation. As opposed to those that go, oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> You did, but you don't want to have anything to do with it because, oh my gosh, what would that mean? What would come back on me for creating something bad? Something, oh, I did, I made a horrible mistake or I, I, a choice that I made was just not good. Do you own up and say, gee, I'm sorry, I really screwed up. And and the question is, as a parent to a child, do you forgive your child? Do you still love your child when they screw up? And would that which created us all also provide that same level of love and and forgiveness even though we might not be willing to forgive ourselves. And and I bring all of this stuff. This is going way deep for a Monday. I get it. And Super Don's probably scratching his head going, where the heck are you going today? I didn't put that in the note, but I had this urging, you know, this is the time, you know, when I, I pushed myself too far last week, I drove my physical body into discomfort, dis ease, acute, temporary. And then I found my way back using the principles of healing that I have learned over You know, this lifetime, putting them into play and then becoming a living example and the best of my ability to do so, so that you guys and gals can do it too. Some of you do it better than me. That's okay. I can take inspiration from that. But looking at the discord, the distrust, the disease, all of the things that disconnect us from one another, and going, hey, can we step back for a moment and look at it through different eyes, perhaps? And it's a big ask. I get it, because emotionally we're like, no vengeance. I want to make them pay for what they've done. Look at all of the, uh, you know. And and we're going to open the story. I think I found the way in, super Don, to the pharmacological story, the pharmacist story. It's like I want to make them pay. What do the pharmacists do? What do the doctors do? What did Fauci do? Convince many of our friends and family members that they had to get an experimental injection in order to be free to move about the earth cabin to work to live to travel to get groceries on and on it goes you're like well that was a horrible thing to do and i agree it was a horrible thing to do but now that we are seeing through it and even well many of the allies to the fauci's are starting to go oh even off it going well i don't know this is a little too far Do we provide an opportunity for them to make a leap in consciousness, to transform, or do we hold them in their, you know, their own prison cell of their own making? I acknowledge that. And this is not to say that they shouldn't be accountable for their actions, that they shouldn't have, you know, a price to pay for what they've done. This is not about that. Forgiveness, how would I say this? Forgiveness doesn't necessarily absolve them of the responsibility for their actions, but it allows me to release the attachment that ties me to their actions, even as I'm trying to seek justice to where I am no longer free because my whole being is now invested in their either condemnation or punishment. This is like I'm. I'm as I'm speaking this. I'm like, dude, this is way too much for a Monday, Robert. Stop, stop. No, I can't stop. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. Well, I don't know if I'm having a good time. I don't know if you're having a good time listening to this. But this is an appeal to some, and it's super Don. You're like tapping your foot, going like, when is he going to get on with it? Get to the story already. I know. I feel it. This is like crazy time. I'm just,
1: no, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just listening. I was okay. working on some stuff, and then I was like. Oh boy! I better ask. listen to this. You better get into this one, because this is going places. You're, this is a stream of consciousness for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's, I said it's a big ask, and 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 now because you're here, Super D, you're going to ground me back into the story and <laughs> in, in a good way. Okay.
1: Well, no, listen, I, I, I'm not necessarily even going to do that because you know I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, especially you know this this last part where you're talking about letting that go. Mm-hmm. you know that whole thing because it's i think everybody at one point in your time in their life has experienced what it is you're talking about mm-hmm. where you know you're just ticked off at somebody for something yeah uh, you know you want to see them burn you
0: want to see them fry you know and when it,
1: when you experience the forgiveness part of it you mm-hmm. suddenly realize that you didn't do them a favor yeah you did, you, yourself. You're only, yeah. You are only harming you, yourself. You, you, you held yourself like in a, like yeah. in a jail, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you were the one that was suffering for it. Mm-hmm. That other person, you know, they were going on with their life and they had no idea that you were sitting around with this grudge and resentment. You know, you were mm-hmm. carrying that around, and, and but you were only hurting yourself.
0: Well, and oftentimes it allows the so-called perpetrator of the crime to become a victim.
1: And your, actually, have power over you that they right. didn't even know they had. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You said
0: that so well. And, yeah. Super Don, this is where the hypocrisy of modern pharmacological ethics, this Brownstone Institute article is so interesting to me, how it may tie into what I'm saying. Maybe it won't. But here's it, it opens up with this uh, uh, statement one of the more shocking aspects to the war on effective COVID treatments was the insolence of pharmacists and pharmacy boards to reject legally written prescriptions by properly credentialed, credentialed doctors. Now, we're talking about hydroxychloroquine ivermectin. And they went on the record like, oh, it's unsafe. We can't. Uh, we're going to refuse the doctor-patient uh, autonomy here. The doctor says they need hydroxychloroquine ivermectin. No, no, no. It's not safe. We're not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, dude. This is interesting because the, uh, the author here, Aaron Hertzberg, totally gets what I've been pointing out for years in this microcosm, but the significant article, the hypocrisy of the medical community. In this case, the pharmaceutical representatives or, or purveyors of, of, you know, they're like the protectors of the drugs. They're the ones that eventually go, all right, doc wrote this. I got to fill this or fulfill this. And they suddenly became the gatekeepers to protect the public against dangerous, unproven, unsafe drugs hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin who me as a homeopath admittedly says of all the drugs you could prescribe these are some of the least toxic drugs in terms of real impact on on human health and that could arguably help and have helped many get through whatever you perceive covid is and yet now the pharmacists were suddenly finding religion of some kind it's like whoa 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 doctor let me let me put this to you. You're doing something very dangerous and perhaps deadly by prescribing a hydroxychloroquine irrectin. We're going to stop that. We're going to be the gatekeepers. Now, the question is, where have they been with a number of other drug categories and with all drug categories when combined? In other words, polypharmacy. Recognizing that even one drug Outside of hydroxy and and ivermectin in terms of safety, much more dangerous drugs, including over-the-counter drugs or drugs that contain Tylenol that cause liver failure, acetaminophen, paracetamol. Where have they been, the pharmacists? I'm going, whoa, 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 doc, dude, do you see you prescribe this and this and those two together are deadly or this, 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 and this? How many 5, 10, 15, 20 drugs old people are on? Tell me, pharmacy god, demigod. How many of those drugs that you're fulfilling prescriptions for on this one patient, and you should have a record of all of that, have ever been tested with one another for safety, much less efficacy when you start compiling, compiling polypharmacy, right? Where were they then? I mean, it's an interesting question, right? We're now going to protect you from, hey, how about those opioid drugs? How about the opiates? How about the benzodiazepines, Valium, and Xanax in combination with opioids? Ooh, benzoid. Where were you? And going, oh, I will not do that. So they look at this and you know, full-on analysis. It's it's just fascinating. It's like, I'd love to get this guy on the show that wrote this article because he's pointing out something that long is long overdue in terms of pointing out. Pharmacists cannot now uh, pretend to be holier than thou. By protecting you from old drugs that have a very, uh, well, like hydroxy particular, uh, a very good safety profile relative to most other drugs. Or a newer drug, ivermectin, that also shows uh, a very good safety profile. But you have drug categories, whether it be the opioids or the uh, uh, benzodiazepines with black box warning labels and no no controversy there you don't hear uh, pharmacological groups pharmacy associations and trade groups going man we've got to be better on this we we need to have congressional hearings this stuff is gone this is gone crazy back in 2017 not long ago more than 1 in 5 patients prescribed an opioid also received a benzodiazepine the combination is deadly folks 20% that's not like 1 2 3%. oops, we got that that slipped through. This is significant 20%. That's not long ago. But now they're proud of themselves for uh proud of themselves for what? For stopping ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, actually things that worked, denying doctors and doctor patients to uh, relationships to to work the way they're supposed to. I realize they don't in most cases, but I know in the ideal situation where they do, that could be a life-changing thing for for really good purposes. They've analyzed these things, and these doctors have not— well, let me say that these pharmacists at this point— doctors are not off the hook, but let's just point out the pharmacists at this point. They cannot claim that they have been protecting the public because— Every one of those drugs they've been prescribing before the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine controversies have been responsible for the third leading cause of death. It's iatrogenicide. And in another analysis that they did, I think that went through a CVS pharmacy, a conclusion that pharmacists missed anywhere between 30 to 72% of potentially dangerous drug interactions. The gatekeepers should be. Well, I mean, do you argue that they shouldn't be? The pharmacists are the ones that got all the training, and i have give them a lot of props because, you know, if the docs don't know because they didn't study pharmacology as intensely or pharmacognosy, all of those things, as intensely as the pharmacists, the pharmacists, shouldn't the buck stop with them and go, oh, 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 we're catching this? That's their training? So this study, and it's listed in this article, here are the bullet points. Pharmacists will fill prescriptions for medications without checking to see if the patient is on a different drug that is contraindicated to be taken together with a new drug. Is that right? Is that wrong? That's wrong. They shouldn't be do that. Not just one, two, three percent of the time, 30 to 72% of the time. Pharmacists will fill prescriptions for highly addictive opioids with black box warning. And they're like, well, we're not going to get you. We won't fulfill hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. But you will. You will fulfill the deadly opioids. They will also fill prescriptions, co-prescriptions, as they say here, for highly addictive opioids and benzodiazepines, despite the acute risk of highly dangerous drug-drug interactions. But guess what? The pharmacists are awesome because they won't fill prescriptions for ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, two of the safest drugs ever developed, if, if prescribed for indication of COVID. Medical eth- uh, ethical reasoning. I mean, to, 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 oh, yeah, well, we are now, uh, yeah, we're covering all of our tracks here, and, and we're going to pretend to be, you know, the most awesomest ever caring and concerning, concerned for your health and safety. And that's just one aspect of what I'm talking about here, too, and in tying into what do we do with this information when you realize you can't rely on the so called experts, nor should we have ever, perhaps. Even though I realize that going to someone for help, by definition, you're sort of relying on their expertise to some degree, and maybe some cases totally. Certainly, if you're in an emergency trauma situation, what options do you have? Experts in terms of emergency trauma care intervention to save your life. But on all of these other therapies, if you can call them therapeutics, you are absolutely putting your life on the line, and maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you don't need to. And maybe there are other ways to go. Now, the question is, do we then condemn and jail all pharmacists as we would condemn and jail all doctors who have been engaged in the mandatory jab without exemption? How do we push for justice be done for those folks? At the same time, not be tied to that to such a degree that we're dragged down into a a battle that might never be won because we seek justice to the level of revenge and then you say, you know, double-edged sword scenario. We, we've got to find a way. Here's the thing. I think pol- politics, we got to move forward. Don't look back, right? Bridge to the 21st century, all that stuff that says, never mind what happened before. We've got to now hold hands and move forward. Now, I recognize the need to always hey, here we are right now. How do we move forward? There's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, to not look back and acknowledge what we've been through is a disastrous mistake as well, maybe a bigger mistake. But the question is, how do you look back and move forward at the same time without falling and tripping and everything? And I think of looking back, as I've said, about learning from the past, learning from history, so that when we see those patterns emerge that mimic almost identically, if it's not identical, then it rhymes with that history. As we move our focus to the present and to the future, we begin to see Here's what that iceberg looks like. You don't want to hit and be another Titanic disaster because we've looked at the past, not with vengeance or anger, but of acknowledgement and recognition of choices or mistakes that were made so that we don't repeat them. So we move forward in consciousness with a light that sees, you know, with our eyes that are trained to see, Oh, I recognize that (laughs) not going to do that. Don't need to do that. That's been done already. Versus those that say, don't look back, just hold hands and move forward with the same people that made the same mistakes that are not held accountable so that it can be done again and again and again and again. And humans, fallible, vulnerable, programmable. I include myself in all of these you know descriptions. I don't want to get cocky over this. Recognize that if we fall prey to that, just hold hands and move forward and disavow anything that happened in the past. That's, all, that's not what I'm saying. But the seething rage and attachment to the past is a trap as well. So what am I left with as I conclude this extended monologue-slash-opening story that Super Don sent me that stimulated all of this stuff out of the proverbial blue? A law that supersedes all laws even written into the Constitution. A law, I believe, that comes down from on high beyond Mount Ararat the law of love, which includes forgiveness. That we are loved more than all of the horrible choices we made by that which created us. And the question is, can we emulate that and attempt to do better as we move forward? Again, not to deny the horrid effects or events or behaviors that happened before or that are happening right now. But can we direct our energies into out creating? a pattern that has emerged and repeated over and over through humanity's history. And I, I agree. As I say this, I look at myself, and am going, dude, you're asking for way too much. Yes. In mass. Like I, I can't ask for that. I mean, I can, I can ask, but I'm speaking to you individually and saying, Hey, could you do better? As I ask myself, could I do better? Doesn't mean we're not going to fall down and <laughs> succumb to our, our human emotions. that are very real and I don't deny them and I don't even want you to deny the emotions that you feel. The question is, will they rule us and lead us down that dark path of violence, retribution versus one that involves forgiveness and moving down or up over a new path that may not be new per se, but a path that doesn't engage in the same level of what? I'm going to pretend I, 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 nothing has happened in the past, so I got to learn it anew again. I got to do it again and again, make the same mistakes over and over, and expect a different result. I don't want to live that insanity. I, I don't, I don't sense that you do either. So, from whatever you can receive in terms of this message today, please feed it back to me or other loved ones, friends, family, whatever, and let me know where would you take that? How would you interpret it? How would you live today or tomorrow differently uh, realizing that I don't think that on this planet we ever get over those things. Those things ever stop. The question is whether we can choose to participate in the same way or can we choose to do it differently? Or is that an illusion and a delusion? Oh, no, no, we're trapped in this never-ending cycle, this karmic feedback loop. Have you ever made a choice? When you went down a certain path and you're like, oh, I recognize this path, I don't need to go down that one again and said, nope, doing it differently. Maybe perhaps there is where you go, oh, yeah, I was a zebra and I've changed my stripes, theoretically or actually, and I'm no longer doing what I used to do because I'm learning all the time. And the opportunity for others to learn, even those people that we might condemn for their horrific actions in COVID. Etc. So I'll pause there because I think it, maybe this is overwhelming to discuss on this show or any show, but I'm willing to risk it because I've got an awesome producer who will make sure this, this thing is either totally censored <laughs> or it gets out to more and more people because you share the show. God bless you all for being here. And uh, we got some more to discuss and I bring Superdon back into the mix. <gasps> Take a breather. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Ah, that's some good tea.
1: Is your microphone on or off? I just hadn't said anything. Okay. Um, I was reflecting. Okay. I was reflecting on, on the last 38 minutes of... Holy to moly, right? Um, <laughs> Ridiculous. You kind of had a Rodney King moment there, didn't you? I don't know. What is the Rodney King moment? How would you describe that? Can't we all just get along?
0: Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if that's possible. Totally. But I think we can do better.
1: I want to believe that it, it you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. in in a general sense, you know, what it is that you just said, it apply. I mean, it, it, and it, it's important today, it was important yeah. yesterday, a hundred years ago, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, thousand years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but in light of how nutso things have gotten in the last <laughs> yeah. few years, yeah. I think it's even right. more important what it is that you're right. saying, and it applies even more... Mm-hmm. Will we? Can we? Of course, we can. Do I think we will? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know when. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so ma- there's so many uh, puppeteers. Well, let it start with you and me, right? Well, and that's that's where it has to start. That, honestly, that is where it has to start because mm-hmm. um, you can't just wave a magic wand and make everybody. Yeah. Be you know. Uh, oh,
0: no, that's again. the that's the point. Still in in freedom, uh, we recognize the freedom screw up that's been part of my message
1: that i dude, you want to screw life. up that's a thing is yeah. this a thing you know? i mean there's nothing wrong with screwing up that's how that's have how i you... learned what i learned about health and healing. exactly so yeah, you're not ever going to learn anything yeah. if you don't fail you know?
0: now i would like to think that i could now from this moment forward super don learn from other people's mistakes exclusively
1: <laughs> so i do wouldn't have... that be nice yeah God, i wish right? you know i mean a, I wish I had done that. Mm. Yeah. But again, you don't, you don't want to take away the lessons that you've learned because yeah. it's brought to you to where you are today. Uh, at the same time, being a parent, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, look, they look what they did. You know, that was the wrong thing to do. You don't want to do that. You know? And then, you know, sometimes kids just run headlong into yeah. making the mistake. But again, be- best way to learn stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not the easiest way to learn stuff. It's not the, the, the most painless way to learn stuff. Yeah. But sometimes that's how you got to do it, you know? But,
0: but you would acknowledge that as you have grown on this planet in the years you've been here, that you would tend to say, you know what, I'd like to be able to learn more from other people's mistakes than make the same mistakes sure. over and
1: over. And I think that's the skill that you develop, for some people anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always those perfect people and you hate them because, you know, they, they did everything right and everything was perfect and all that, you know, they have no idea what you're talking about because they've never experienced anything like that and they look at you, you know, like you're alien or something. But, uh... It's like feeling rotten last it's week. It's a skill that, you, you yeah. know, eventually after you get done kicking your own butt... Mm-hmm. Uh, enough to you. You kind of get to a place where you're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of tired of doing that now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going. ooh, look, that guy did something. Okay, you know, I'm not going to. You know. Yeah. No. That, I don't know. Some some of us are late bloomers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Well, it is what it lo- is. Look at
0: here's another example, and this is the second story you you submitted for today's show. And two thirds of the U.S. Uh, adult population do not plan on getting COVID boosters. Now. Many of those folks were all in for the, you know, the first number of shots, the first, the second, the third, even a booster or two. And now two thirds are going Not anymore. What does that say about the ability to learn? Now, some people have not survived the first few, few, one, two, or three jabs, and they're no longer here with us physically, but those who are still here have the opportunity to learn. And are making different decisions. Now, some of us were like, no way, no how, not even to start with one. But for those of you who, you know, are here in the uh, the audience, the Robert Scabell show, who took one or two or three, for whatever reason, maybe you were all in on believer, true believer, or maybe you were coerced into it, or maybe you thought, ah, my freedom will come back. Any number of reasons you're now at the point where, um, no, I'm not doing it again. What does that say about your ability to learn or a zebra changing his stripes, right? Except said that, that analogy is, is not appropriate for most humans. For some, you'd argue it's like, well, they're so stuck in their ways. And then they, they stick it out until they're dead and they never make that change or transformation. Now, some of you believe that's it. You're done. You're toast. And for, for all time, others of you perceive, my gosh, that would be really cruel and unusual to give you one shot at this. And that's it. How many of you learned the first time through? And I and I draw back on that, and I look again, I go, you know what? Uh, that design, seemingly, this might be sacrilegious for some of you to even consider, may be flawed to believe that. But I think it's our own belief and perception that's flawed. Not that I'm accusing anybody of wrong beliefs here. That's, I would never do that. <laughs> I just say, step back and look at that. How many times did it take you to learn certain lessons? How mean, how cruel and unusual would it be if you got one chance and you're done? Sorry, it's over. I'm just thinking about the process to to gain full consciousness. How long does it take? Not telling you to believe how long it is because everybody might have a different, well, we'll have a different perception on that. I'm just thinking a loving and powerful creator would give us all the opportunity. I mean, this,
1: is, this is an interesting uh, topic here Isn't that it, you're no? you're discussing. You're kind of tap dancing around it without actually saying it. I'm I just like planting to... seeds, right? It's, yeah, I? yeah, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying here. But, I want you, you know.
0: guys to travel down your own paths of prayer, full meditation, mm. contemplate, whatever, to, to come up to your own conclusions. But I'm like, this is almost kind of a
1: thinking. kind of a Buddhist kind of uh, uh, a way that you're going about talking about things here.
0: Shake your Buddha. Ooh, is that sacrilegious? You
1: Shake your booty. Oh okay. yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> it's a journey, y'all. I'm having fun. It's an
1: interesting concept, here. and you're right. Some people would like burst into flames and run 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 away from the idea of what you're talking about there. But I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yep.
0: So you know, two thirds of uh, Americans are like, I'm done with the shots.
1: Well, dude, here's here's what I think is interesting. When when they break down the numbers here, mm-hmm. let me go back to the article. Mm-hmm. Uh they say here that uh eighteen percent said they would wait and see, mm-hmm. right? Um, which has been a kind of a common yeah thing for yeah. the last few years, right? You know? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. But those people are osters. Oh, how you wait and see. That you're an anti vaxxer, right? Yeah. Uh, 10% said they would only get it if it was required. Now, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. If you mandate it, then I'll get it. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Some of us, it was mandated and we didn't get it anyway, right? Uh-huh. Troublemakers. Mm. Uh, 12% of adult surveys said they would definitely not get it. Boy, those are the hardcore people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I like this one here. 27% said they were not eligible because they were not fully vaccinated. Mm. Well, couldn't that 27%... Kind of like hang out with the twelve percent.
0: Yeah, would not that be nice,
1: right? Because you know, I think <laughs> yeah. most of the, those people are also people that are not quote right. fully vaccinated, right? Because yeah. they just what I, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, hmm. So anyway, well, it's still I'm just, a big number, right?
0: It is, and it and it's bringing some semblance of uh, maybe maturity among those who immaturely believed that the people with medical degrees had a hundred percent their interest at heart and were infallible. And and so whether we look at this politically, economically, medically, pharmacologically, you know, I guess my appeal is to maturity. And this is like coming from a guy who's very immature, super Don and me. We giggle like uh, teenage boys from time to time and make silly jokes. And I make horrible dad jokes from time to time. But it isn't about, uh, I don't perceive a childlike view on humor in some cases is, as is negative in terms of immaturity. But the maturity that we get when we realize as adults, you know, we got to be responsible for our actions. And that's a good thing. Because it allows for a lot of profound, wonderful things to occur in our lives, including the co-creation of what I perceive to be a much more powerful and profound, loving and meaningful life versus that which when we were immature, we turned over our lives, our bodies, et cetera, to an expert ruling class because it's like, well, if I can't, it's too much. And I think in terms of spiritual maturity or spiritual immaturity, and this can become very offensive to anybody. I mean, you can take that personally, and I'm not accusing any personal anything like that. It's not my intent anyway but to mature spiritually and recognize that this place is set up for far more than we perhaps ever considered or imagined. And that um, the design is not flawed. In fact, it's perfect. And all of the opportunities to screw up and do horrible things, and this is not a, an absolving of people or, you know, the, 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 that are doing horrible things. They're, they're still horrible. But there is some purpose in that. That we travel through the, the the deepest, darkest trenches of horridness in our experiences of humanity or existence to find our way back by choice to that which is divine and loving and forgiving and you know detached as well. Interestingly enough, that's a concept. It's like attachment versus detachment. So, well. I'll, I'll I'll leave it there for the moment because I do have to say thank you to those that make this show possible, and I'm glad to do so, including those that are, I believe, making our world a better place, not because they're mandating you do better things in the environment, but actually providing a product or a service that actually supersedes the things that you thought were the only way to deal with things like pests, ants, and roaches and aphids and things that you're like, Oh man, I don't, I don't want these guys around here in my kitchen or my garden. And so I shout out to uh tour, uh, at, uh, orange guard and OrangeGuard.com. That delimiting based pesticide. I was spraying it out this weekend as I'm cleaning out and preparing the beds in my, uh, my, uh, uh, greenhouse for fall. And there it is delimiting it from the orange peel nature or God's Natural pesticide for the ants, the roaches, things like that. Safe for use around kids, around pets, in your kitchen. OMRI really listed for organic agriculture. You can get it at the local Ace Hardware. You can ask for it at Whole Foods, or you can go to orangeguard.com. So thank you for that. Also, shout out to Nutritional Frontiers and uh, their wonderful organic products, the certified U.S.-grown hemp CBD products. Their hemp boost is amazing. Their transdermal delivery system, their various tinctures, all U.S.-grown Certified organic and clean, third party validated. RSB 15 is the discount code, even on sale items, and they do a lot more than the hemp. You could check out nutritionalfrontiers.com as well. RSB 15, 15% off. So uh let's see here. What do we got?
1: Well, before we move on, I just want to show we got another picture in. Oh yeah. Um, this is uh Kathy with her orange garden.
0: Oh, look at that. Kathy's gonna be added to the collage that's right when you get your orange guard take a picture like kathy did send it in and super will add it in later this month october we're going to do a giveaway really cool giveaway uh just as a thank you for participating and supporting a good product that is actually cleaning up the environment not because you're you know a mandatory uh communist earth muffin but because you've you're like hey you know what i'm going to take responsibility for my area my neck of the woods yeah this is this is how it changes and i would urge you to share that good news with your neighbors too that are still using glyphosate for instance that'd be a good thing mm-hmm. now we're talking about supplements and supplement quality uh there's an article here on uh, microsoft network i think that's what it's still called msn mm-hmm. and it's a hit piece on dr Mehmet oz no oh, dr oz yeah we haven't followed in depth his pr- uh, candidacy for the senate out of Phili- uh, was pennsylvania i think but they're jo- doing a hit piece on him because he promoted supplements
1: Oh, no. I know.
0: those dangerous supplements. Never mind the drugs that actually kill. He's a cardiothoracic surgeon by training. He's got he had a TV show for years. I don't know if he's still even doing it as he's running for the Senate. But they're just like railing on him once once again. Why they think they can discredit him. I don't know all of his politics. We haven't gone all in on everything that he's about, but. One of the things I wouldn't discredit him for is that he's inclined to support supplements for health over drugs when he deems, at least from his training, appropriate. We might not agree on all of those choices, but good Lord, this
1: is the reason to attack him? Because he had the audacity, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. To talk about other people's ideas. Hmm. Yeah, he highlighted,
0: spotlighted other people on his show, just like we do No, it doesn't necessarily
1: mean that they all worked but people came out and said hey look you know got this this supplement or got this this item this thing Mm -hmm. you know we've we've done research on it okay well let's talk about it let's talk about it you know Mm -hmm. oh no you can't do that and they you know they bring up some things here actually all of these i've heard of before yeah you know one thing that was very popular at one time was the hcg diet you remember that yes i do yes and that was actually you know the first time i heard about that was um injectable and everything what was the dude that, uh, the, here's all the stuff they don't want you to know about? I can't remember that guy's name. Yeah. He was selling the book, you know, the the, the health stuff that the, they don't want you to know about, you know. What I'm
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, Kevin, uh, wasn't that Wasn't his name? Uh...
1: Yeah, it was Kevin something or other. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, this was a thing. People talked about it, and it was a very popular thing at one time. Now, you know, there have been some conflicting um, science, as there is about everything, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, about that, but that was one of the things that he highlighted. He also uh, talked about, believe it or not, uh, uh, selenium. And oh, they no, this is there.
0: great. I, this, <laughs> this, this, I'm right there. They're attacking him because he promoted selenium supplement, yes. and uh, he called it, Oz did, the holy grail of cancer prevention. I would say no. it's as close as anything could come to that statement, uh, I'm in agreement with uh, Oz at that point. Now, they go to several medical reviews, including NIH, that there's no evidence that selenium could stop cancer. Ironically, of course, the NIH has many other studies that show it is the most profound mineral in preventing and
1: review. In, well, and in-, in these studies, you know, this is something you've pointed out, and I, it's, it's a valid point that just for whatever reason never seems to be addressed, ever. The, 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 so, the, you know, the, the, the quality of the supplement, the source yeah. of the selenium, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, how come they, they never, whenever this stuff comes up in these hit pieces or, the, you know, these conversations, stuff like that, nobody ever. It's all bad. The only person hot. says that is you. Yeah. You know, none of them, they, they don't seem to care about the quality of the supplement or the source of the mineral yeah, or the vitamin. They,
0: well, they go right to the NIH statement. Extremely high intakes of selenium can cause severe problems. Including, I'm like, dude, yeah, the wrong form of selenium taken to excess or anything. Technically, you can go to a point of danger. But it neglected and negated the value that Oz had brought up. That's legit. We agree with selenium, right. the number one mineral in protecting and reversing cancer. You from so
1: what it. you've got here, again, and I, and I don't know why they keep doing this. They keep mm-hmm. doing this. They, they keep trying to go after people. Basically, this is accusing yeah. Dr. Oz of spreading what?
0: Disinformation, misinformation.
1: Disinformation. Right, yeah, exactly. Again, there, yeah. this seems to be a strategy yeah. Uh, that they're continuing to use, and they think mm-hmm. that this is going to influence somebody to go. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't vote for Doctor Oz. He talked about selenium. Oh, that's yeah.
0: terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's the wrong litmus. If there's something you don't like in terms of his views or principles, that's <laughs> fine. But that one, <laughs> yeah, he's
1: running. He's yeah. running for office. Let's let's look at his his his, his, his you know politics. Mm-hmm. Let's look at his stance on on the issues that are important to you. I yeah. don't think people give a flip about whether he talked about selenium on his Dr. Oz show. Maybe right. why don't you look at you know where he stands on liberty or the Constitution or or gun rights or yeah. abortion or whatever you know pick something yeah, yeah. that is important to you, not selenium. Come on, yeah, exactly, really, exactly.
0: All right, let's move on to a, another supplement question. A question of the day. I don't know if you have it visually. I'll go through it. I have it here. You sent it to me. There it is. Uh, this is from uh, Bill, and go full screen so we can read that easier if you don't mind. Uh, I spoke with the people from IGF-1, told them I'm 73 years young, working 40 hours a week, playing a competitive sport four hours a week, 5'10", um, 165. They suggested one of the formulas. However, it was the most expensive because it had the greatest amount of the product. Hmm. If I purchase the least expensive formula, I am aware that it contains a smaller amount of the product. I am helping with uh, the grandchildren. Consequently, money can be a factor. Are there any benefits to taking the lesser amount or giving uh, my situation go all in or nothing at all? Thanks, Bill. Well, Bill, dude, I, yeah, I get it. Companies want you to spend on the highest ticket item if they can do it. I like the product. I've, so, I've been using it. I've used both. I've used the regular strength. I've used the super strength. To me, it all works to increase or enhance, you know, the things that you want done. So, if you want to try it, don't knock yourself out thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's if I don't do the the most expensive one, it's not going to work. It's going to work."
1: I like That would that, be like saying, "You know what? You know, I can only take 400 micrograms of of selenium. Uh, I can't take 800 should yeah. I just well, take, take none minutes, if I right? can't do that? No. You
0: know? You're better yeah. off doing a little than none right. at all. <clears throat> and I will say this uh, about um, the silver products. right? Sovereign silver is 10 parts per million. Argentin 23 is 23 parts per million. It's the same quality product, just more concentrated of the quality for when needed. But most cases, sovereign silver is more than up to the task. So you go, oh, I, I can't afford the Argentin 23, so I just not take the sovereign silver? It's like, no, no, no take this right so your point super don hopefully is well taken in for bill by all means if you feel inclined to do that go for it now final story this hour and again it's a three-hour show today thanks to super don's bonus rounds that that extend out as i'm traveling after i gotta get off the air in this first hour um the dictator in chief in california governor newsom has signed the bill uh ab 2098 no shock there i guess yeah i've i've Yeah, thought there was no way he was not going to sign it uh he would censor california doctors accused of spreading covid misinformation now this will never hold up in the courts it's just a waste of time and money and effort because how did he not know this is going to be challenged did he care no he doesn't give a flip he thinks this what what this is going to help him run for president this guy there is evidence of lineage to this guy going back to World War II era stuff. I'm telling you, this guy is bad news. You haven't figured it out in California then get out. I don't know if they're going to replace him. It's a one party state, but Newsom Newsom signed the bill to censor California doctors. This guy is a piece of work. That's all I got to say. Cause I can't say much nice about him. I don't think I can find anything nice to say about him. All right. We got a couple of minutes left before we got to wrap up hour one. So, um, Folks, this weekend is the Your Health Freedom Utah event. Now I'm going to be able to be there for that because the Orlando event got delayed until early January. Then we have the Health Freedom Expo, the 15th and 16th. Uh, dude, get there. There's like a few booths left if you want to uh, exhibit as well. Uh, TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Other upcoming events, Super Don. Uh, it's amazing the array of events. The following week, the 22nd of October, I'll be in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania with Health Hut for their health freedom event. It's a Saturday event P- outside of Pittsburgh. I look forward to seeing all y'all and some of my friends from nutritional frontiers, maybe there, like Joe Messino. That's going to be a fun reunion. So please plan on being there with me at that event. Then we have, uh, is it, uh, let's see. Yeah. Red pill expo, November 12th and 13th. Am I reading that right? Super D it's not full screen. I think that's right.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And November
1: that's 12th and 13th
0: salt Lake city, the salt Lake palace, salt palace convention center. And that's, G. Edward Griffin. That's David Martin. By the way, Dr. David Martin will be with us at the Health Freedom Expo as well. So we've got a lot of cool events coming up. I hope you'll partake in some or all of them and uh, keep sharing the show. God bless you all for doing that. Thank you for being patron supporters, those of you can and do. I appreciate that as well. Super D., anything else we need to say before we wrap up and have two hours extra of the Robert
1: Chambos today? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, right? Um. Yeah. I should be live at least one
0: hour from uh, Chamberlain's in uh, Central Florida somewhere. In Central Florida, yeah,
1: yeah. I've got and, those events um, coming
0: up. So check it out. Upcoming events link.
1: You you'll get to it. check out the the neighborhood, I guess. See uh, see how things are there after that hurricane. Went how bad through, the floods you know? were in Central yeah. Florida.
0: We'll check it out
1: and be there. So, oh, by the way, no. did you see the uh, message from um, uh, Mary Beth on on Facebook where she said she was okay? yes on sanibel sanibel yeah yes yeah, now from what i read sanibel really got hammered hard they were like oh, yeah. on the front you know lines of, of all, things yeah. and so there's been a lot of damage there but she ended up being okay i wasn't sure whether you had yeah. seen that or not
0: yeah no i'm grateful for uh you know uh, Mary Beth, of course uh husband i'm sorry her husband yes nicholas yeah. gonzalez and yep. she she survives him and does amazing work so god bless you and thank you all for your support and And those of you who are helping out to recover in Florida, God bless you as well. And I appreciate you so much. Two bonus hours of the Robert Scott Bell Show coming up after this because Super Don made it so. And I just remind you that the power to heal is yours.